Hello, Tane. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We made it to the finale of season two. Can you believe it? It's been a long season, right? I know. It's been a long season, but we are finally here. We are at the finale of season two, like you said. <laughs> so it's like, so I guess like, no, we're not halfway yet because it's six seasons. So halfway would be season three, right? Yes. This is like, who is the middle child of a family of four children? <laughs> I yeah, that's true. Actually. <laughs> Do you know what bothers me? This is a very slight, petty thing. I really hate it when TV shows have like varied episodes in seasons. It bothers me. Are you 12? Are you 24? Are you 18? And I just feel like Sex and the City is kind of all over the place. But I mean, I get it. I yeah. Get it. I think it's like different circumstances. Like season one, they didn't know. Season two, they were a hit. And then for other shows, some shows like you forget. I remember during, what was it, Mad Men or whatever, there was the TV, the writer's strike. And then that affects yeah. it. And then there's network TV where things happen and they shortened what the regular one was. In Mm -hmm. future years, when people go back to 2020, it's going to be COVID, but you might not Mm -hmm. know because you're so far removed from the situation. Because I think 9-11 was 2001, which would be coming up. You know, there's so many factors. I'm sorry, what? I was saying this season was 99. No, 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 yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. upcoming season, 2001, would be, like, season three or four. I, I don't yeah, know if it affected yeah. it or not. But there's just so many different factors with stuff. And then money always plays a part. So, yeah. Yeah, I just like consistency. It's just, it's just a petty, 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 but yeah. So, um, since this is the finale, just like we did in season one, we will be taking a break resting regrouping and recharging and getting ready for season three so make sure you subscribe so you know when we're back and we'll be back in a couple of weeks yes we will so for those of you that didn't get to watch um let me give a brief recap um this is an episode big tells carrie he's engaged miranda reunites with steve samantha gets a lot more dick than she can handle (laughs) <laughs> and Charlotte has the most pointless storyline on the planet. Like, anyway, we'll get there. So the episode begins with Carrie and Miranda. They're, an, they're at an outdoor flower shop. When Miranda spots Steve walking towards them, like dribbling a basketball, and he looks, he's like smiling, clearly happy to see her. But she completely freaks out, grabs Carrie's arm and literally starts running down the street with her like away from Steve. (laughs) That was so extra. I was just like, is it ever that serious? Like, uh, anyway, it was embarrassing. I just felt embarrassed for her. But yeah. So then we then cut to the ladies. Um, They've met up at a restaurant and Miranda is telling them all about this encounter. And then she asks if she was really supposed to stand around and chit-chat with a man who's been inside her. I'm like, Miranda, you're an adult. You could have said hello. It's it's not that deep, but yeah. I think she was just shocked, but yeah, just to be nice. She then says that she's never been able to stay friends with an ex and doesn't understand how people are able to do it. Samantha then states that she's never been friends with any man. (laughs) 
And in her words, she says, women are for friendship, men are for fucking. We're going to get back to a lot of these guys, but I'm going to finish this scene. And then Charlotte then says that friendship is the bonus of a relationship. If they don't get the relate, if they don't want the relationship, then they don't get me as a friend. And Carrie then asks her if she's withholding her friendship as a punishment if her relationships don't work out. That made me laugh. Mm-hmm. And then Miranda says she'd love to be one of those people who's like, we've loved, go ahead and prosper. And she's like, she's much more the kind of that we didn't work out, so you need to not exist. And, <laughs> okay, so let's break this down a little bit. Okay. First of all, what do you think... Um, I know we've had like this discussion before about being yeah. friends with exes. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if you want to go over that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So what's your view for those? Of so of all the four women, um, the person I did you mention Carrie's? Because Carrie's always a pacifist, but yeah. Um, huh. No, no, I said that we're going to get to her, but okay. she doesn't so really of all the four women, I agree the most with Charlotte. I don't care that Carrie tried to make it sound, I don't think she sounded bad. If the relationship doesn't work out, you don't get the gift of friendship. There's a caveat to that. People break up for so many reasons. I don't think everybody that you date, you're meant to end up with forever. No, there's seasons and people come as seasons. But I think that if you break up with someone, for any reason that involves them being bad to you or treating you or whatever, yes, you absolutely do not get the gift of friendship. If you yep. break up because, you know, you were just not um, compatible, it was more like a friendship or situation, distance or whatever, then I think, yeah, then maybe you can be friends. The reason I don't agree with Miranda is just like, to forget that you exist and that's a little extreme like i mean this is someone that held something in your heart but yeah i absolutely agree i do think that i mean we women are more forgiving of men i had a recent conversation with a with a with a friend because we were talking about you know friendships i think we read an article about friendship with women and just how forgiving and she said she felt like she felt quote unquote and slang wise attacked because she feels like she's guilty of forgiving men easier than women. It's not that it's conscious, but she just seems to not hold weight. It's a whole different conversation because it was something I heard about someone saying friendships with men are superficial, that they're never really deep, which is probably why women don't hold them up to the same standards as their friendship with women and they expect more from them. So yeah, that's my long winded answer to say that I agree with Charlotte. Okay, I think I've I've read that same article you're talking about because I read one recently about how women are way more forgiving of men than they are of their female friends or men they're dating, I should say, than their female friends. And I do think that's true and it's a problem. But yeah. I don't necessarily think friendships with men are more superficial. I don't know. I feel like your friends, are, you always have friends that are closer to you. That is always, and if they're like that, on that level of friendship I always feel like they're different like not all your friends are going to be the same type of friend to you we all know that and depending on like the level of friendship you have with a person I think yeah someone might be closer to you someone might be a little bit more superficial and I don't really think gender has anything to do with it not in my experience maybe in someone else's but just not in mine but um 
I find that, well, the only reason I find the truth, I feel like I have a good mix of guy friends, female friends, or whatever. Um, I don't necessarily think my guy friendships are superficial. I think they're legit and they're solid. But I'd be lying if I said that there's not a slight thing that I can do with my female friends that I don't do with them. I, I don't willingly go to them to whine. I, I'm conscious of it when it comes to them. For how, them, I'm, how, I, I'm sorry, what? How come? Huh? Um, I don't know. Because more because I think like they're not more my friends, not that I'm speaking for men in general, susceptible to that. Like if I'm whining about something over, I feel like I'm more comfortable going to my female friends and just talking about it over and over and over again. But I don't necessarily think that they have the same empathy that I get from my girlfriends that I would get from them. They're always trying to fix the problem, find the solution. And they're always like confused, like, okay, so just do this. I don't understand. Why aren't you just you know, all that kind of stuff. And sometimes you don't want that. Okay. So, um, yeah. So I don't necessarily think that they're superficial, but I think that, I don't know, maybe subconsciously there's some kind of weight given to like, oh, that's a guy like this doesn't, you know, because it's it's not fully, I don't know, maybe well-rounded or fully rounded is what I'll say. Like all the things I can discuss with my female friends I don't know that all the things I can discuss with them, I can always discuss with my guy friends. Okay. There's always a caveat with my guy friends because there's certain things not being a woman cannot afford them to do for me. Yeah, I'll yeah, just say I'll I'll find just, that I'll with all my friends. I just feel like there's some things some are going to get and some that aren't. But I guess it just depends on how it falls. But um, with Miranda's view, I actually... <laughs> It is extreme, but I understand. There's some people that I know think like that. It's like, you no longer exist. I don't want to be your friend. I don't want to see you. And I think with me, with this whole discussion, yeah, maybe fence straddling, but I think it all depends on each relationship. I don't think there's a blanket rule for like, you can never be friends with an ex or you should always try and be friends with an ex, blah, blah, blah. It all depends on how the relationship went, how you were treated in a relationship, how it ended. And I think a lot of times how much time has passed as well and how you view the relationship in retrospect. I think I can't give a blanket statement about being friends with exes. I have some exes that I'm friends with, like good friends with now. And there's some that I never in my life want to see again. And I wouldn't care if they were on fire. <laughs> so I just feel like there's not a blanket view for me. But um, I think we're saying the same thing, because for me, my caveat is how it ended. Because for the most part, like if you put 10 people in a room, why did you break up? I, I'm going on a limb. I don't have research on this. It's mostly because of a bad experience versus uh, amicable one. So for me, that caveat is like, because the other thing is my other part. Um, I didn't know if we we're going to discuss it further. Why I'm in the past, my exes or, that I've been friends with. Sex with the ex is a thing. So for friends that I've been friends with, it just blurs that line. And if it ended badly, I'm just putting myself back in the situation. And the friendship wasn't necessarily a friendship. It was just more to be in close proximity. I don't know. It was just a lot of blurred lines with the yeah, friendships. But, yeah, but, but I'm going to talk gonna about talk this about as this episode goes along. I just feel like there's some people you can't, can't 
be friends with, with especially, especially if there's still the possibility that you're going to sleep with them. Like I said, I don't sleep with friends. So I feel like if there's a big possibility you're going to still be sleeping with them, then they're not really your friend, just in my opinion. And that's why I say sometimes it also depends on how much time has passed. So I think a lot of these women in this episode, they were trying to be friends way too quickly and they were deluded themselves. But I guess we'll get there. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so Miranda then, like I said, she says that she's one of those, he, we didn't work out, he doesn't need to exist. And then Carrie claims that view is childish, in her opinion, because they managed to keep dresses they'll never wear again but they throw away exes like it's nothing. And then she wonders, where does all the love go? And I'm thinking, mate, you've broken up. <laughs> That's where the love went into <laughs> the breakup. But the master quits, it goes to their next girlfriend. <laughs> Which made me laugh. Yeah, Samantha was funny. Sorry, I was going to say. So, you know, back when um, Samantha said, um, girl, Friends are, what was it? Friendship are for girlfriends and men are for and fucking. Men are for fucking, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Carrie tells her, honey, you have got to learn to form an opinion. I almost gave her a round of applause because last episode, I don't know if you remember when I was saying, like, at this point, Samantha's just throwing shit out. Like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make anything. She's just mi- throwing out one liners. But yeah, that made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I think Samantha was very funny this episode, but yeah. She was, we'll get there, but she was, she, she killed me. But yeah, <laughs> so Carrie states that there's no way the love that she shared with Big is anything like what he has with Natasha. And I rolled my eyes. I don't know, every time Carrie talks about her and Big's great love, I'm always like, where? I didn't see it. I'll be very honest with you. In their <laughs> relationship, I don't see this great love that she keeps talking about. I just thought it was a lot of wahala, a lot of back and forth, miscommunication. Nobody, well, one party clearly wasn't ready to commit. I just, I don't see this great love. But anyway. Very stressful. Yes, exactly. So Miranda um, wonders when Carrie stopped calling Natasha the idiot stick figure girlfriend, as she's been calling her. And then Carrie says she recently spotted Big and Natasha um, out at a cafe and she couldn't help but notice how happy they looked together. And seeing them firsthand, like that convinced her that, okay, she's finally okay with them being broken up. And they all look at her like they completely don't believe her. And then they're like, yeah, well, Natasha is a complete bullshit name. It's like, you know that thing your friends do when they're trying to be on your side and cheer you up? But yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It was just cool. Like, they all just picked up on it and just went in on there. And also, if she was being sincere, like, getting over someone is a very freeing feeling. Yes. But she's clearly not over him, though. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why I hope she gets there. Like, I could... Everyone can see she's lying to herself. But at least she's trying to get there. Sometimes you have to fake it till you make it. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, we then cut to Carrie in her apartment, writing on her laptop. And then she gives us the theme of the episode. Um, she wonders how possible it is to transfer, to transform a once passionate love affair into something resembling friendship. I couldn't help but wonder, can you be friends with an ex? So, yeah, we just discussed that at great length. But, yeah, that's the theme of the episode. So we then go to Steve and Miranda. Miranda's chilling at home one Sunday afternoon. 
when Steve just shows up at her apartment. <laughs> she tries to pretend she's not home, but he's like, uh, I can hear you breathing. <laughs> Which made me laugh. <laughs> but when she opens and he just says it was a shitty, shitty thing you did. And Miranda, I just thought Cynthia Nixon's acting in the scene was fantastic because I could 100% feel like all the emotions she was like she was putting in work so she was basically like mm -hmm. it's funny you mentioned that because i literally wrote down i hope that scene gave miranda an emmy because that was fantastic yeah and just a fun fun fact for everyone every all of the four women they all won an award golden globes or emmy except for kristen davis which has to be a shitty feeling. She got yeah. nominated. They all got nominated all the time, but she just never won any of the major awards. It's hard, man, when you're in that kind of cast where everyone kind of has a big part to really stand out. So yeah, the end of the stick. So, <laughs> but I do like the way Steve checks Miranda when he's older. I can hear you breathing. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> okay. I'm the kind of person I still wouldn't open the door, by the way. But. <laughs> leave you outside first of all don't show up unannounced and then you're my ex and yeah you can hear me breathing i'm gonna tiptoe back to my couch and wait till you go away so and as, as always she was braless in a white shirt don't uh, ask me how i always see this but miranda is very anti-brows <laughs> so um yeah he says well, it was a shitty shitty thing she did and miranda basically on the verge of tears, tells him that well, she wasn't expecting to run into him and she just doesn't do well with exes. And then, sorry, this like touched my cold heart. And then she's like, she misses him. And then she goes, I'm a shitty, shitty person. And then Steve then starts saying he's the shitty person for coming to her apartment to call her shitty. It was cute. So <laughs> then she just straight up says she misses him. Oh, sorry, there was a line that I love when he is like, basically, like, I held your head in my arms. And I was just like, you too. And that's the thing. When they were together, I guess we only really focused on the fighting. So you didn't see, like, the tenderness as much and the love. But I think in this scene, you really With Steve see... and Miranda? Yeah. We did. They, they were always fighting about money. I just think that, just... for me, that's that was the takeaway I took. There was always tension between them. Because of my, I don't think we've gotten into their true relationship yet. Like it's going to come, but in the little bit we saw, it was mainly tension about money. That's oh. the takeaway that I took from oh. this first round. I didn't see the, you know, the love. I'm not saying they didn't like each other, but they focused more on their differences. Um. Yeah. Even based on just the first round, I just liked their energy together because I oh I always like how he checks her. I know I just said that, but I think in that in that era of when they met, I like how he he never just like stood for her shit, and I like the fact like it, he made her softer because even though she knew that he couldn't afford it, but she would go along and go to the um whatever restaurant that he had or whatever, she just seemed to be softer and really really liked. Steve so yeah. yeah I can't say that's that was my main takeaway from that I just thought there was just always tension about money because I just kept kept waiting for like where the next argument was gonna come from but yeah <laughs> um so yeah she says she misses him and she says that whenever anything funny happens she always wants to tell him about it 
and he says that she still can that it is actually possible for them to like have a friendship and Miranda's like okay well I guess she's gonna give it a shot we then go to Charlotte with the dumbest storyline on the planet she is jogging in Central Park she actually looks really good in her running gear I have to say that she did she sees a horse and (laughs) starts looking at it all nostalgically and it clearly like brings back a memory of the last time she used to horse ride she had a horse called Taddy who threw her off and broke her collarbone and then she hasn't been on a horse since guys that is literally the entirety of Charlotte's storyline about getting back on her horse that was it sometimes (laughs) I feel like instead of giving those like I'd rather just her have nothing to do just have her as the fourth person at lunch or dinner but this storyline just pissed me off because I just thought it was incredibly dumb but you know this is the second time they're doing this Yep. Anytime she doesn't have a man, they put her with an animal. So when she had that episode with the dog and they were yeah. trying to equate it to a man, I'm like, uh, I don't quite understand this. <laughs> They're going to make it work regardless. I just feel like they shouldn't be afraid to completely sideline a character for plot. But anyway, we then cut to Samantha, who's walking out of um, a building looking amazing in like a slinky red dress, like her hair's flowing, red shoes. And she walks past like, he's, he's kind of cute, a cute guy on the street and they're staring at each other and clearly, you know, flirting with the eyes. And she pauses after she walks past him because she completely knows that he's going to come back and follow her. So he approaches her and he's like, you look amazing. And she's like, excuse me, but do I know you? And he's like, no, he's clearly cocky with it because he's like, well, I noticed you checking me out. So here's my number. Call me. And then she promises to consider it because she's clearly turned on by his cockiness. And I mean, hey, I get it. um, We then go back to Carrie, who's decided to try friendship with Big. This is when I'm just like, if I was a friend, I'd be like, girl, no, this is the worst, worst possible idea. But. You know, I, I, I was just like, what does this need to be friends with your ex? Like, I guess it's pushing the storyline, but they made it seem like it had to happen. Yeah. Or else and you'll die. Was, they broke up five months ago. Five yeah. months ago. And you literally ran into him a few weeks ago with his new girlfriend, him coming back from a foreign country. You didn't even know he was back. And he comes back with a new girlfriend after basically telling you that he can't commit. I just, like, why would you want to be friends with him? I don't understand. But, hey, nothing about this makes sense to me, but we're going to be there. So, anyway, (laughs) she calls Big, and Natasha picks up, so she immediately hangs up, and then she remembers that Big has caller ID, and she's like, oh, my gosh. So she immediately calls him back, and this time Big picks up, and he's like, oh, did you just call? And then she first tries to lie about it, but then just admits it. And then she's all asking him about Natasha, how she's doing. He's like, fine. It's it's as awkward a conversation as you could imagine. And then Carrie then proposes that they should try and be friends because, you know, um, she doesn't want things to be weird between them. And Big is like, yeah, he liked that. And they agree to meet for lunch. And I'm just like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) mm-mm. I just feel like this disaster all over it but anyway we then cut to Carrie and 
um, walking into lunch with Big. She looks amazing in a really nice, like, soft pink dress. Mm-hmm. And it's a kind of, you know, the kind of dress you could tell she probably spent forever trying to decide what to wear. Because yeah. it's just sexy enough, but not overly sexy that, oh, I'm here to, like, try tempt you. Away. I just thought she looked really good. Yeah. And um, Big greets her with a kiss on the cheek. And he's being a bit weird when Carrie suddenly, re- like, realises he's acting like that because he's nervous. And that makes her happy. <laughs> so, yeah. so the two... Mm-hmm. That was strange seeing Big being flustered. We've never seen yeah. him, like that acting so strangely he just seems like he's so unflappable so seeing him all weird was strange <laughs> i liked it though because i actually think it's true to life <laughs> you know nobody's mr smooth all the time especially considering what he thought he was probably gonna have to tell her i understand him being a bit nervous i thought that was well done but um yeah there's obviously it's awkward at first and then Eventually, they both just get some drinks and clearly loosen up. And then they start, like, having fun and bantering about their relationship and things they liked about each other and didn't like about each other, blah, blah, blah. And then Carrie, then, she's like, okay, go ahead, friend. Tell me about the girl. And Big is like, really? (laughs) Like, you want to hear about her? Mm -hmm. And then he starts telling her, like, how sweet Natasha is, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, okay, okay, don't tell me about her. No can do. And I'm just thinking, Carrie, come on. <laughs> like, you do. Like, this This is not the path to go. But clearly she likes, she's a, she's a mas- Yeah, I can never say that word. She's a masochist. But yeah. So she suggests that they strike a pact, that they refrain from telling each other about their relationships until they become serious Big then looks at Carrie like uh, it is serious. We're engaged. Dun dun dun. <laughs> so Carrie drops her head in her hands. She's like, I just got a splitting headache. And honestly, I feel I feel it for her because yeah. can you imagine like going back and forth with this man for two years? You yes. break up and then five months later, he's engaged to some a twenty five year old at that. Oh. I just this is what I just feel like Carrie why were you trying to be friends with this man this had disaster written all over it but yeah yeah they had more bad moments than good moments like yes. it's one of those relationships where anytime the good moment happens you're just ridiculously happy and you hang on to it for dear life <laughs> because you don't know the next time yep so big was like he wasn't sure how to tell her without like her being angry about it and she's like she just loses it she goes engaged she's like you basically like couldn't commit and you he once declared that he would never get married again ever and he he's like well things change (laughs) and then carrie's like well you just didn't want to marry me and i was like girl duh (laughs) how many times could this man show you like it's just you he didn't want to marry so, I mean, I, I mean, know that's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. It's, it's a good thing she's a, a sex columnist and not a relationship columnist, because I'll be like, uh, do you want a banner? <laughs> but I feel that all that stuff hurts. What do you realize? Like, you're the not that you're the problem, but the person just doesn't want to be with you. That just hurts. But yeah. So, yeah. uh huh. We just spoke about it last episode where we said, like, rejection, man. It's not fun. Nope. 
It's not nope. fun in either part, but this one is really blatant because they literally broke up or not broke up. It wasn't even official because he wasn't sure and I don't want to get married. Like he made it was a big thing. I don't mm-hmm. want to get married again. And then it's not like you dated this girl for like a year and a half or two years. It's five months. You went to Paris yep. and came back and you're engaged. Yeah, but I do think, though, and despite all of that, I do think Carrie's outburst was childish. But then we know Carrie is prone to outbursts, so. Yeah, it was childish, but honestly, I'll allow her. <laughs> Sometimes I just uh, feel like it is what uh, it is. Uh. Sometimes it is what it is. So anyway, so um, Big starts to say, like, Natasha and I, Carrie literally gets up and starts, like, shouting. And everyone in the restaurant is <laughs> stopping to stare. And I, I was laughing because if that was me, I would so be like, ooh, ooh, there's beef on the next table. Let me turn around and really see what's going on. But she starts shouting, like, don't you dare, sir. Um, don't you dare say her name to me. And then she gets up, knocks over the chair, like trying to get her bag off. And then she basically accuses him of stringing her along for two years, only to run off to Paris and propose to a 25-year-old that he's known for five months. And then Big tries to help her, like, untangle her purse. And she's like, don't you help me? And basically storms off. And the whole restaurant is silent watching all of this. So. <laughs> Do you think he strung her along? Because this is the second time she's saying this. No, I don't. Okay. I just feel like Big has always been kind of upfront about the kind of man he is. I think she projected a lot of her wishes on him. And she was thinking that he will change. And I'm like, no, I believe him when he's telling you, like, he's a fuckboy. That's all it is. <laughs> You're trying to turn him into a house husband. He's just a <laughs> fuckboy. So what do you think? Do you think he's strung her along? No, he didn't. But it's just how tightly she believes this. Because when she went to the therapist, she kept saying he was playing games with me. And I'm just here like, did we miss something? Yeah. Because I get it. Like, what you said is correct. He is a fuckboy. Like, he was, you know, being all wily, dally. But at the same time, he did say certain things. And Carrie was just, no, I have to have you. So, I don't know. Like, I I guess the accountability for her is not there. So. Yes, exactly. I think she's still at that stage. You know, sometimes you lie to yourself to get over something. Yeah. But I just feel like Carrie's been enough. Like, it's been two years of this back and forth. You guys have been broken up. He's literally shown up and engaged with someone else. I don't know how much clearer it can be to her, you know? Yeah. 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 So anyway, back to the worst storyline in the world. Carrie is at a stable with Charlotte, who's trying desperately to get on a horse. Carrie's clearly in a horrible mood. All she does is complain about getting horse shit. She's worn, uh, like, lubes, by the way, guys, to the stable. She's wearing high-heeled Louboutins, and complaining that she's getting horse shit on them. I'm like, uh, you knew you were going to a stable. Why are you dressed like this? But yeah. I really hated her shirt, by the way. Yes, it was ugly. <laughs> I really, really hated it. But I was, yeah. yeah. Okay, no, go um, ahead. No, I didn't want to go ahead. I didn't know if you were going to mention it. I was going to say, I didn't know how they had a stable in the city. Oh, no, that's not surprising to me. I mean, I don't, I've never lived in New York, but I've seen stables in cities. Like People when died. you walked out, it was right on the street. So I'm yeah. just like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, maybe the back of it leads out to um somewhere on Central Park. Maybe. 
Who knows? Anyone who's been riding in New York, let us know if they're typically like right in a city like that. But anyway, um, yeah, so she's complaining, smoking away. Charlotte tries to get on the horse, decides she can't go through with it after all. She keeps getting flashbacks of her being thrown off the horse. And then they're both fleeing, like, end up fleeing the stable. And to the end of that. So <laughs> Samantha Amen. and I know, right? Samantha and Mr. Cocky, as he's known, because he's not given a name. Actually, it took me a while to realize he didn't have a name. <laughs> Um, are about to have sex and then she tells them that she never picks up guys on the street unless they're very cute and I'm just like okay Samantha so (laughs) just like he takes off his shirt he's got a very nice body actually I have to say and he says before they have sex he needs to warn her about something that his penis is enormous and Samantha's like ooh okay like she's all happy to hear that and he's like no he's like very 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 large (laughs) <laughs> and most women can't handle it and Samantha's like I'm not most women <laughs> and basically tells him to drop his pants and bring like his dick over and he drops his pants and she is shocked bewildered befuddled <laughs> whatever adjective <laughs> you could come so mm-hmm. he must be like really 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 big he wasn't lying basically and then we then cut to Karen and Samantha walking down the street. And she's complaining about how big it was, that like she couldn't have sex with him. She said it was so big that she could barely get her mouth around it. And it was like a wall of flesh coming at her. What did you say? I'm sorry. No, I was just laughing. She didn't want to get locked, jaw. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she said she's going to have to psych herself up before trying to have sex with um, with him. And she says, um, Carrie's, Carrie dated Mr. Big, and she's dated Mr. Too Big. <laughs> and then Carrie says, how can she complain about him being too big when she complained about James, you know, the guy she fell in love with last season, when she complained about him being too small? Yeah. And then this line made me laughing because she says she's like Goldie Cox. <laughs> she's looking <laughs> for the dick that's just right. They gave her some one-liners in this episode, but it just really made me laugh. This was a good Samantha episode. <laughs> and she executed it perfectly. Yes. Honestly, like, during this rewatch, it's really made me appreciate the acting. I'll say more than the first time I watched it. And I was way younger. But I'm just like, these ladies can act. Because they make it look easy. And yeah. I always feel like comedy, people... You either just have the it factor, comedic timing or not. And she's really showing me Kim Cattrall, like, she's killing it. Someone should put her in a comedy, but anyway. So, um... Oh, she has been. It just didn't work out. (laughs) (laughs) What is that we want to see? How about that? Oh, just as an aside, for anyone who wants to see something else that's good, um, Kim Cattrall is in this, um, drama. I don't think... It was only, like, one season it's a canadian show called sensitive skin it's very mad menish in pace so it's kind of slow but it's just a lady just contemplating her life with her husband like she feels like her life is dull and just you know aging and life and all that stuff i found it very intriguing but i think she was really good at it good in it so if you're looking for something to watch it's called sensitive skin it was on netflix when i watched it but that was a couple of years ago so i don't know if it's still on there Okay. 
Maybe I'll check it out one of these days when I finally catch up on Married at First Sight. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so uh, we go to Steve and Miranda um, hanging out at her apartment after they've gone on the their dinner that they said they were going to go on. So he's kind of, they're like bantering with each other. He's insisting on getting his um, fire department of New York t-shirt back from her that she stole. And Miranda's like, please let me keep it. You know, just being like all cute and you know, exes that actually like each other. Yeah. And um, he thanks her for going out to dinner with him and is about to say bye when he leans to give her a kiss. And he goes for her mouth, but she turns the cheek. She's like, uh, we're friends. Like, friends don't kiss on the mouth. And then he basically kisses her neck. And then it leads to them kissing all over as they have sex <laughs> on her bed. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, this is not how you you stay friends with exes but anyway you don't sleep with them <laughs> but you see the the thing with Steven Miranda like, again is like you know how both of us were saying if they treat you wrong and anything they actually had a good relationship yeah. it was just a thing of money and just yeah. at the moment you know I don't want to hold you back but you're not holding me back but again they had just met it was a new relationship so I can see how this happens because their personalities you actually liked the person Oh, yeah, I can definitely see how it happened. Like, it's not shocking at all. I am with you there. I am with you there. So um, we then cut to them right after they've had sex, and they're both sitting on their bed, kind of looking like, how did we get here? I mean, I could tell them how they got here. <laughs> so um, they basically start doing their thing where they're like, we had good reasons for breaking up, right? Because clearly the sex was so good, and they enjoy each other's company, they now start wondering whether they made the right decision in breaking up at all and Steve seems to especially Steve seems to regret it and ask Miranda like what are we to each other now and Miranda tells them they're friends who just happen to have sex and again you don't have sex with your friends guys but anyway (laughs) so um, we then go back to Samantha and Mr Cocky as she's getting all ready (laughs) to have sex with him by trying to relax herself by smoking um, some weed and she's doing like deep breathing exercises <laughs> <laughs> and she's like okay I'm ready now and the funny thing is I think he just starts to go inside her and she thinks that's like the entire dick and she's like okay I can do this and he's like okay are you ready and this completely freaks her out because clearly she's not ready to take the entire dick and so she chickens out and she asks him if they can just be friends. And he looks so sad <laughs> <laughs> and so disappointed. And then Carrie voiceovers that Samantha finally made her first friend, male friend. I'm like, these people aren't friends, Carrie. Everyone's using this word very willy-nilly, but yeah. <sighs> so to end the most ridiculous storyline, we see Charlotte walking with this damn horse in Central Park feeding them carrots and then she finally feels brave enough to get on it and rides away that was it see why I say like there was no point to the storyline but yeah (laughs) so we then cut to Mr Big in a really nice apartment I really liked how it was decorated especially for the 90s (laughs) yeah anyway he co- did, no. Was it his place or hers? Because his place didn't look like that before. Yeah, it wasn't. And this looked like it was warmer. So unless yeah. they moved in together and she decorated, yeah. but they didn't really quite say. Yeah. I noticed that too. And I also noticed that Big and Apollo is hot. 
Yeah, he looked good. He looked good. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. It's probably somewhere they got together. Yeah. So anyway, so he calls Carrie and gets her answering machine. And then he starts talking and talking about how bad he feels about how everything went down at lunch. And he wanted to be the one to tell her about the engagement. He'd rather do that than her find out from someone else. Which I actually respect. Because if... Do you know what? I actually didn't say before. Like, yeah, I get Carrie. And I do think, like... I was going to say, I feel like what Big did was shitty. But is it shitty if he just... You know, he likes someone else better that he wants to get married to. But I do respect that he told her rather than her having to find out from someone else. I think that would hurt even more. What do you think? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, oh man, actually, as I said, I agree. I'm just thinking about it. He doesn't owe her. So yeah. I don't know. Because <laughs> Oh, God, I hate sounding like a bumbling idiot when you ask me a question. What do you mean? You never do. What are you talking about? I know, because I'm always waffling. Um, Okay, I think he did the right thing. It's respectable that, you know, he, you know, told her and he heard from her no matter how painful. But at the same time, when it doesn't, if he didn't, I think we would easily say it was shitty, but he Mm -hmm. doesn't owe her. But what will make it shitty is the fact that he was very adamant. A big part of the relationship was him saying, I don't ever want to get married. Mm -hmm. And for someone that you allegedly cared about, you can't just spring up like, now I wanted to get married. It wasn't like you ended up because it was like this awful, terrible Mm -hmm. thing. It was like, you were going to Paris. We just thought you were going to Paris, but you came back with a whole ass fiance. So that's why he had to. Because it's That's just what I'm so saying. Dirty. I get why Carrie, as childish as it may be, I get why she acted the way she did. Because it's enraging. Because no. it really highlights for you that the problem is you. <laughs> no, I get her anger. I get yeah. her feeling. Uh, but, I mean, I'm sure it happens. But it's just always like, I just always feel, I don't know, in public, get a grip. But the thing is, because it's not her one-time thing, this is mm-hmm. Carrie all the time. I feel like Carrie is always throwing a tantrum. And this is not the first time she does that in public. And I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. So, so, uh, yeah. No, continue. I'm sorry. Huh? Continue. I'm sorry. I'm oh, no, no, no. I was just going, ugh. So, yeah. I'm just like, no. I don't get her tantrum. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, yeah. He's still talking. All of this on her answer machine. So, We then cut to Carrie standing by the answer machine listening because she's clearly screening her calls. And then he says he's sorry and wouldn't deliberately hurt her. And then she snatches up the phone and says, I know you wouldn't. I'm like, Carrie, this is very easy for him. But anyway, so then she then apologizes to him for behaving like (laughs) a mad person at the restaurant, which, yeah, girl, that's something I would never do um, and then she's like okay maybe it really is time to move on and then she wishes him the best and then maybe someday they can all meet for a drink and be great friends like people do in the movies and I'm thinking girl keep dreaming but yeah but this is a discussion I've had with some friends of mine why do people think if you're not friends with an ex it means beef yes 
And I'm always like, no, like it's a part of your life. It's not adding to your life, especially if it causes you pain. Because mm-hmm. we've talked about it in an episode. There's no time limit as to when you get over someone. And mm-hmm. even when you get over someone, there's some people that still make your heart drop. Yeah. So if you need to take that time to, you know, heal, do what you need to do, just do it. Like, what is this incessant need to be friends and have a drink? It doesn't mean you're a bad person. Yeah. But in the, in the earlier part, I'll speak for myself. I did it to be the cool girl. I went ahead. I think for one of them, I even helped them how to talk to their new girl. I think him mentioning the other girl was how I found out, like, oh, we're not a thing. And instead of me to make a whole deal about it. Yeah, I thought we were, quote, unquote, talking. And granted, it wasn't like an exclusive thing yet. I thought we're on the way. But they just mentioned, oh, I traveled here. I met this girl. And I really went. And I was like, oh, and instead of me to say anything, like the Mia today, I would say something. I'm just like, oh, you know, but, you know, maybe this is how she felt and this is how she had rationalized. Because when I was younger, if anyone has read Jillian Flynn's um, Gone Girl, there's a whole, is that the right book that has a whole definition yeah. of what the yeah. cool girl, okay, mm-hmm. what the right, cool girl is. This was me in my 20s. I just wanted to be the cool girl. I don't mm-hmm. cause no drama. I'm cool. Everything's fine. Treat me how you want to. I'm not going to make a fuss. That's how cool. And then maybe in your mind you realize like, oh, she's the one I wanted anyways. Like, no yeah. one's going to love me the way... I- Man, getting older you is a gift. It's 100%. And I think if people are honest with themselves, a lot of us have been through that. And maybe a lot of us are still <laughs> like that. But this is just me being like big auntie nana especially for women who listen who are a lot younger the cool girl being the cool girl will get you nowhere in the long run just be yourself voice your concerns people who are going to have a problem with you are always going to have a problem with you because if you insist on being the cool girl or never kicking up a fuss you're always folding yourself into being something you're not and eventually it's going to drive you mad so yeah speak your mind (laughs) people are either going to take it or they're not you know yeah. And the worst part is you waste all these years because you've lost yourself yeah. trying to fold into this person. Then you have to take the next couple of years trying to find back yourself. Yes. So, yep. um, yeah, you got to. And we've said this over and over again, just as women, it is OK for you to have a say in your relationship if you have to make demands, too, because yep. we're conditioned to just always let the let men lead and we will just fit our way into that. No, let him fit his way into yeah. yours too so and it's okay to be angry it's okay to be vulnerable you're a human being you're allowed yeah. the breath of human emotion so give yourself that okay this is just you know this is for anyone you still have time because it sucks trying to like make those changes the older you get and being the cool girl is a form of pick meism. so that's <laughs> something else that a lot of people have had to recover from <laughs> so yeah um so we then go back to Carrie sitting on her bed going through a stack of mail and she sees that she's been invited to Big and Natasha's engagement party I gasp for her I'm like the fucking gall of this man yeah you guys spoke like you ended on good terms quote unquote but doesn't mean you need to invite her to your engagement party like what's why so this I was gonna ask you because it came so quickly my first thought wasn't that it came after their conversation. I actually thought that it was sent before the conversation 
which is part of why he was nervous. And I think Natasha sent it because to her knowledge, they're friends. Oh. And because when they met, she didn't seem threatened or anything. She was just like, oh, hey, I've heard so much about, like, Big isn't hiding her. Oh, I've heard so much about you. And then when she called and he was on the phone, she even patted his butt and walked away. Like, she don't care. So I was just like, I thought, because it came so quick, I was like, it couldn't have, like, even he, I know Big does some things, but I'm just like, to send an invite, even after, you know, she's like, maybe, she did say maybe someday we can all have a drink. That would be like pouring salt into the injury, yeah. especially after that outburst. So my first thought was that Natasha was the one who sent it, and it would have been a bigger deal for him to be like, no, maybe don't invite her. And then Natasha would be like, why? So... <laughs> Do you know what? That is a really good point. I never even thought about that. But Natasha knows they used to be together, but yeah. I also feel like she wasn't pressed because they were probably already engaged by the time they came back to New York. When she ran into them into the Hamptons a few weeks earlier, they were probably already engaged by then, is what yeah. I'm thinking. So probably that's why she could afford to be, you know, secure and magnanimous by sending her an invitation and be unbothered because she knows she secured the bag. So... But I just feel like there was no, yeah, that that had to have hurt. I'm like, you're inviting me, what the hell? But yeah, now you said it probably was Natasha and not him. Hmm. But that it just doesn't seem like something big would do. You're right. You know, he has but, an issue with invites. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just remembered. <laughs> oh, I just feel for Carrie. Everything's got to be like another dagger. <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. All the things he didn't like to do, look at him. So I say when they want to, they will. You can't force people, but that's your sign right there. But yeah. So sorry. Carrie, but you uh, know what's the opposite of the spectrum though? Because I've had this happen where, you know, especially when you share a group of friends and all that. And I've been in a situation where everybody was invited. It's very obvious because everyone's asking me, Oh, are you going? I'm looking at them like, what? But I obviously did not get an invite. Mm. And then I'm thinking, well, that's weird because I mean I'm gonna see, but I don't know which is the worst. End. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, that's what's the point? Which is the worst end of the spectrum? Because it's like I get why you're not invited, but at the same time you share a group of friends and everyone's talking about it, then you're going to like go out of your way to exclude me. But yeah. then uh. if you send it to me, I'm like, what are you trying to be? Like what? But you know what? In that scenario, if we have a lot of common friends, I would still rather you invite me, knowing I'm probably 99% going to say no. Exactly. And that was my point. Not going to show up anyways. Like, you might as well. Yeah. You know, you know, life is complicated like that. So. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, I'm with you. I definitely, I feel like it's even worse. You're not being invited. (laughs) If you invited (laughs) everybody else, like, give me the chance to, like, have a little bit of dignity. Yeah. By saying no, you know? Yeah. Because that thing, you're taking the option away from me. So it just adds, in, like, salt to the injury. But, yeah. yeah. So um, Carrie's out for drinks again with the girls. And she's talking about how Big is at the Plaza Hotel, just six blocks away, enjoying his engagement brunch. And then she she just looks so sad. And she's like, why her? And <laughs> Sorry, this scene anyway. Miranda like looks so happy. She's like, one word, Hubble. And then Samantha's like, what? <laughs> then Miranda goes, Hubble Gardner in the way we were, which is a movie. And then they go on this very long extended bit. Have you seen the way we were, by the way, Tane? 
I'm going to tell you guys and Nana, because of this scene, I went to go watch it. Oh, you did? I absolutely did. Wow, I'm so proud of you. You watched the movie? <laughs> what did you I think of it? Give us a review. It is terrible. <laughs> oh my God, what do people call romantic movies? And absolutely, this entire show is based on this movie. Carrie is absolutely Katie. Mr. Big is absolutely Hubble. And even up until the final scene that they describe, we're going to talk about it later, but it's at the Plaza Hotel. So um, she's annoying. They don't fit. There's nothing about them fits, but she just wants Hubble so bad. And I'm like, no one ripped this off. But the terrible part is, well, it's not a spoiler. It's a 30-year-old movie. Yeah. Is they got pregnant and they have a kid. And this man absolutely wants nothing to do with the child. Why wow. is this movie on everybody's list as the most romantic movie ever? I've never seen it. Oh my god, I had to because the way you they talk I, about it. You know, I love romance, but I'm definitely more of a rom com girl. Romantic dramas don't tend to do it for me. I just find them too like overwrought and they take themselves too seriously. You know. Yeah, I like, but I just say like, I want escapism. You know, let me laugh. <laughs> exactly, which is why I'm just like, why is everybody saying this is the most romantic thing? Because it was awful. It was horrible. There was cheating. It basically is big and carry Nana. Oh, it was so. Watch it. it was so awful, and I kept looking at this like, and this is exactly. It's a metaphor also for when you watch Sex in the City years later, and I'm like, this is just terrible advice. For any healthy relationship, this movie being classified, it's like the number five or eight of the most romantic movies yeah. ever. And I'm looking at it like, this will fuck anybody up because <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> this is terrible. Oh, and man. yeah. So, yeah. I have to watch it now because I'm a sucker for a bad movie. Ooh, just so I can laugh at it. But yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't mean bad like the acting. I mean bad in terms of like it being romantic, but it's an unhealthy relationship. Oh, so you mean no, bad? No, as everything else was good. Yeah, everything else was good. All I could see Robert Redford was Brad Pitt. Uh, that's literally, yes. all, I that's oh literally all I could see was Brad Pitt because he was much younger. But yes. the acting, everything else was good. I just meant in terms of calling it a romance, it was terrible. She was not herself. He was a terrible person, cheating, all that. I don't know where the romance is, but okay. Okay, interesting. Okay, yeah, I definitely still don't want to watch it. But I do love the song Memory from it. I know that song. But anyway, so they go literally on this spiel that about in the movie, because they're doing all of this for Samantha's benefit, because she's never seen it and she thinks they're all crazy, because Miranda, Charlotte, and Carrie are so excited (laughs) about this comparison. And they explain that in the movie, Hubble Gardner, he dumps the curly-haired, complicated girl to marry a more elegant girl who's simple with straight hair. And Carrie, like, she's like, I am a Katie girl. Katie's the name of the curly-haired girl. And then Charlotte's like, oh, my gosh, I always cry at the last scene when Katie says, your girl is lovely, Hubble, and then, like, brushes his hair to the side. And then the three of them... (laughs) Then burst into memories, the song memories, and everyone at the <laughs> this scene made me laugh because Samantha is acting her ass off in this scene. Every expression is like spot on. This is like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> she's looking at like the other patrons in the restaurant, like, yeah, sorry, I'm not part of this shit because <laughs> they're singing <laughs> at the top of their lungs. 
So anyway, and Samantha, out of nowhere, she goes, I miss James. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, so you went from clearly the big dick put you off so much, you're longing for the micro penis again. So yeah. <sighs> Who knows? Maybe we'll see James again, maybe not. So yep. th- let's talk about the simple girls versus the Katie girls. Yes. <laughs> because uh-huh, do you think that dichotomy is true? Well, now, no. In my earlier years, I literally had this conversation with a friend about it, and I used the word simple. I'm so embarrassed, but I did say Why are you embarrassed? because it's not exactly the smartest thing. It's not. not it's 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 ignorant. I think it's an ignorant statement, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I'm not proud that I said it, but I did used to think that when I was younger. When I was younger, I was so um. You know, is it emo where you think you're dark and you're twisty? Meredith is your hero. Yeah. And you think you're dark and twisty and you're hard to love and you're so complicated and you think, uh, that's so what? No, you're not. Every human, you're not special. Every human comes with luggage. Every human comes with complications. Nothing makes you so special because you have that, that, that. But I actually used to think that. So I always used to Mm -hmm. say, they're two different kind of girls. I was like, they're simple girls. They don't ask for much. They just want to do the right thing. They just want to be married. They'll just sit, do anything you tell them to, which is insulting. That's why I say I'm embarrassed. And mm. then there's the complicated girls. But now, older, wiser, knowing that everybody has their battle that they face, I just think like it's things that you tell yourself to feel better instead of just working on whatever things you need to work on for yourself. Not to say that you're defined by a romantic relationship, no. But if you're calling yourself complicated, you know, there's some people who are like, I'm complicated, I have a temper, I have to, this, you yeah. just have to be able to deal with me. No, that's not how it works. Again, the, the, the measurement of who you are, the barometer of who you are as a person is not tied to how worthy you are of a relationship. That's yep. something we all, a lot of us unconsciously do. So that whole hard to love, hard to this, I can't be this or whatever. No, just... Work on yourself, for yourself, not for a man to pick you, instead of dividing and saying the simple girls and the this girls, because it's insulting to the other party, and you're basically putting someone down to make yourself look up. So, yeah. Yeah. And I do think sometimes people think a woman is like the simple girl, whatever, and sometimes it's just a difference between women. You know, we've all seen it, like, even I've been called difficult by, like, men and other women, to tell the truth, because you question or push or refuse to just, like, allow things to be, instead of being quiet and just taking things as they are, not to, like, ruffle feathers or look difficult. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think sometimes, yeah, people will be like, oh, this person's hard or too difficult, just because they don't, you know, bind themselves into small little boxes to be palatable to these useless people there's also that aspect to it as well so yeah there is that aspect and there is like some people who quote-unquote simple because Mm -hmm. all they really want is to be married and have kids and not really about that oh I want to be a CEO life but because it's not what maybe a different person wants you think it's simple yeah but it's what they want for their life and quite honestly Carrie calling herself a Katie is an insult to Katie because Katie stood for something. Katie actually went out and did stuff, and Carrie is just, yeah, not Katie. So, okay, I haven't watched the movie, so I cannot offer an opinion on that. Mm-hmm. But um, Carrie is um, done with um, meeting with the girls, 
And she says she's on her way home and just happens to walk by the plaza with no intention of going in. I'm just like, Curry, why do you keep doing this to yourself? You know you had no reason to be anywhere near this place. And obviously, just as she gets there, she sees Big and Natasha about to get into their limo to go home. And they see each other, lock eyes. And Big puts Natasha into the car and then walks over to Carrie. And it's like, oh, like, you're too late. It's over. <laughs> then party. And she's like, oh, I was just happening to be walking by. And then she tells him that she has a question. And then ask him, why wasn't it me? Oh, this made me cringe so much inside mm-hmm. because I just keep thinking her friend should have walked her to her door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she had no reason to be anywhere near this place because I get it. It's painful and you want to know why. But keep that with your friends. I just feel like don't give him that much power. I don't know. I just felt so like cringy for her. But yeah, anyway, that's a problem. And he's basically, like, stammering, like, I I don't know, we just got so hard. And she's, and I'm just like, Big, you're insulting your fiancé to your ex-girlfriend. You're basically saying, like, your fiancé is simple and uncomplicated. No. What do you mean? I didn't quite see it that way. I think compatibility-wise with people... If it's hard, you know, like there's some people who think like, oh, you have to go through the hard times to find love or whatever. But I think Big had a point like him saying like it was hard with them doesn't necessarily mean he's saying it was simple with his with his wife, his fiance. He's just saying like it was easy with her. With Carrie, it was just like because they're not exactly compatible. They're not on the same page in a lot of things. Everything was a push pull, push pull. But with her, he felt some kind of peace. It was like, oh, okay, we get along. We're on the same page on this. And it was easy. So I didn't take it as he was saying she's simple. It just seemed like with Carrie, it was a push-pull. But with her, it was easy. Because some people don't even know that relationships can be easy with someone. You see people and they meet someone and they're like, wow, like it's just easy with this person. It's not like stress. I don't have to decode anything. Yeah, I get that. I just didn't get that with Big and Natasha. <laughs> I still think that's what he was implying. But yeah, you guys let us know what you took from that scene. And Carrie um, basically goes, yeah. And Natasha's like looking at them from the window. And as she's looking at them, Carrie touches Big's face and hair and goes, your girl is lovely, Hubble. And I literally rolled my eyes so hard. I was like, girl, come on. Life is in a movie. And Big obviously is as confused as the rest of us and goes, uh, I don't get it. And Carrie goes, you never did. You know, you know, I know she's feeling good because she got like the last word. And she walks, she turns around, walks away. And then <laughs> we get this thing she walks by a horse by the way guys so the horse is coming back into a picture and the horse's handler is trying to like calm the horse down and then we get a voiceover saying maybe i didn't break big maybe the problem was he couldn't break me maybe some women aren't Mm -hmm. meant to be tamed maybe they need to run free until they find someone just as wild to run with i'm sorry that was awful (laughs) (laughs) And Carrie's giving herself a lot of props. Yes, so that's how the episode and the season ends. Yeah, and just to add that, the way they ended it was the same way the movie ended. So they were in front of the hotel, they were in a limo, 
and Hubble is with his wife, and then Katie comes, they cross the street, the whole arm thing, like they described earlier in the restaurant and all that. So it was basically a recreation or reenactment, I guess. So you weren't lying, they really leaned into the way we were. <laughs> <laughs> no, they really did. So, oh. um, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I enjoyed this season, though, and, you know, I'm excited for more. Did you enjoy this episode? Yeah. I did. I think you also had more context when, like, I, listen, if this episode made me and compelled me to go check out a movie, I think it's done its job. Yeah. So, it was good. Also, there was a lot of... Nice... Go ahead. I said I hope they got a nice check for that, but anyway. So. <laughs> there was a lot of bad teeth on here. I never noticed how bad... Because I always say how Americans are very um vain, so they always take care of everything, but Mr. Cocky had terrible teeth. And Do you know what? First time Steve had to but as soon as I saw that, I thought of you because I <laughs> knew a hundred percent that you were gonna comment on this team. It's making me laugh. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> yeah. Steve had terrible teeth, so I'm just like, I guess this was the era before everyone, because I think in this day and age they would never put that on TV, but hey. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm just laughing because I literally thought of you as soon as I saw him. But yeah. <laughs> So yes, Tane, can you please tell the people where to find us? Guys, you can find us at the Rewatch Times 2, T-H-E-R-E-W-A-T-C-H-X-2. That's our handle on Twitter, our handle on Instagram, and you can also send us an email there at gmail.com. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe so you know when we're coming back. We can't wait to see you next time for season three. I hope you all have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye.